السلام عليك يا أبا عبد الله السلام عليك يا ابن رسول الله السلام عليك يا خيرة الله وابن خيرته السلام عليك يا ابن أمير المؤمنين الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to episode number 6 of Reflections on Ziyarat Ashura brought to you by Mizan Institute. Assalamu alayka ya thar Allahi wa ibn tharihi wal witra al-mawtur. Assalamu alayka wa ala al-arwah illati hallat bifinaik. Alaykum minni jami'an salamullahi abadan ma baqitu wa baqiya al-laylu wa al-nahar. Continuing with Ziyarat Ashura, and addressing the Imam with different titles, we reach these two last titles, or maybe you can say even three: Thar Allah, Wabna Tharihi, Al Mautur. Thar Allah usually is translated to the blood of Allah, and Wabna Tharihi, the son of the blood of Allah. What's for sure is that this is a metaphorical usage of the term, because we all know that God is not a material being; God does not possess actual blood. So what is meant here? People have said different things. Personally, I want to say that it seems that um, the ziyara is addressing the Imam as the blood of God in the sense of how this is a blood that will be avenged, a blood that God is sensitive about to the point that it's as if this blood is God's blood. When you spill someone's blood, that's the worst thing. You're taking their life, you're hurting them, um, as much as possible. When someone uh, loses their blood, they lose their life. And so that's something that you usually avenge, the blood of somebody. Um, and you'll find that you know, throughout history, when people uh, hear about the blood of someone they love being spilled, that they try their best to avenge that blood. And to the extent that even today, like when they are sometimes attacking people here and there, uh, they will use rubber bullets. Why? Because just the fact that blood is spilled, it gets the emotions going. It gets your blood boiling to the point that you want to avenge that person's death whose blood has been spilled. And so I would say it is something along these lines that Allah's blood here means that that which Allah is very sensitive about and it is of the utmost importance to Allah and as a result of it being um, disrespected and compromised, that Allah will re take revenge um, and avenge that blood that has been spilled. As I said, um, others have said other things about this line as well. Um, personally and very humbly, I believe that this is one of the best explanations that I've read for this line. Ya thar Allah. And once we understand what blood of Allah means, then we will understand what the son of the blood of Allah means. Once again, Imam Hussein, his blood was spilled, of course. Imam Ali's blood was also spilled. And so... Imam Hussein is the son of that person who Allah will also avenge his blood. Uh, Imam Ali, uh, who was struck on the 19th of Ramadan. So, Assalamu alaikum ya tharallahi wa ibn tharihi wal witr al mawtur. Al witr al mawtur. Here, you'll find that uh, they, they have explained this al witr al mawtur as the lone one whose close ones have been killed and he hasn't been able to retaliate and avenge their deaths. So very, very lonely and very, very upset and grievous 
this one word here, this one title of Al-Witr al-Mawtur, I would say is one of the, the saddest titles that we have for the Imam. That when one hears it, it should break their heart. That he was Al-Witr al-Mawtur, the lone one, the one whose loved ones, close ones, had all been killed. I'm just sharing with you um, the explanations that I've liked, that i found in the commentaries of Ziyarat Ashura. Assalamu alayka wa ala al-arwah illati hallat bi fina'ik alaykum minni jami'an salamullahi abadan ma baqeetu wa baqiya al-laylu wa al-nahar Salam unto you and unto the souls that landed and settled in your garden bi fina'ik Upon all of you, alaykum minni, upon all of you from me, jami'an all of you, salamullah, the peace of Allah, the salam of Allah Abadan ma baqeet forever, as long as I live and as long as I exist, ma baqeet wa baqiya al-laylu wa nahar and as long as the days and nights remain and persist. Um, which is a beautiful way, I think, of saying forever. Instead of saying forever and just leaving it at abada, the ziyara continues. It says abadan ma baqeet wa baqiya al-laylu wa nahar. As long as I'm there, as long as the day and night are there, which is forever, inshallah. Um, I might die, but the day and night will still be there. I might die and leave this dunya, but my soul is still alive. As long as I'm there, as long as there's day and night, in other words, forever and ever, my salams unto you, O Imam. So let's, let's talk about this, uh, this excerpt of the ziyarah. That's the main point we want to talk about. The souls that landed, descended, settled in your garden. Hallat. Now it didn't say nazalat necessarily. It said hallat. Why do I say this? Because there have some there are some who say that um what is meant here by the souls that settled in your garden, if um garden is a good equivalent for finat, um finat means yard, courtyard, backyard, maybe even sometimes garden, things like that. Some have said that what is meant by arwah, the souls here is this is the angels and the jinn that came on the day of Ashura to observe that as if Allah had told the angels to go and watch and see and understand when Allah said fil that I am putting a khalifa and vice vicegerent of mine in the earth this is what I meant some have said that this is what is meant by arwah in this excerpt but personally and very humbly I believe and of course this is also something that you find in the commentaries of Ziyarat Ashura um, I believe that what is meant by souls here is the souls of the Shuhada of Karbala, those companions of Aba Abdullah. Because look, this is Yara, it's all about the Imam, it's all about the companions of the Imam. It's not about the angels and jinn. That is something very on the side, very much on the side. So you would not think that if there's a way to interpret this line to match the companions, that you would necessarily want to um, identify it with the angels and jinn. I feel like that would be kind of irrelevant to the whole ziyara, actually. It, yeah, it seems that it's speaking of, and I'm pretty sure personally, I you know, I have this conviction that it is speaking about those souls of the shuhada, those martyrs of Karbala, alongside Aba Abdullah alayhi salam, that died with him, were buried alongside him, next to him. But the wording of the uh, ziyara isn't the ones who mart were martyred 
the ones who are buried next to you. It's very poetic here. It's very beautiful. The souls that settled in your garden. And what better Jannah and what better garden would one want than the garden of Hussein and to be with Abu Abdullah Hussein But this is something that not everyone might deserve. These were individuals that I want to say were cream of the crop. They were the cream of the crop in the sense of being truthful to themselves, being truthful to that which Allah wanted from them. You see, on Ashura, it's not like everyone who was a companion or on the side of Imam Hussein was a firm 100% believer in the imamah of the imam. Not necessarily, yes, because if that was the case, the imam wouldn't have to chase some of them and try to bring them alongside him. It was more than that. That's why Karbala is is just more than just a, a Shi'i thing. It is haq and batil manifest. It is haq and batil embodied. It doesn't matter if you're Shia or you're not, if you acknowledge the imamah of Imam Hussein or not. It's not even about that. This is the son of the daughter of the Prophet, the only one left of the five Ashabul Kisa. So it is obvious that you're not going to ever fight this person and kill this person. The Prophet, how the Prophet would deal with this child of his, with this son of his and son of his daughter, is just obvious. It's very obvious. So these people that came on the side of Abu Abdullah Hussein, they were truthful to that which they knew. They knew this is the truth. They stood firm with it. And so they were the cream, I would say, of the crop of that time. And it's because of this that um, we address them. When we address them, we say, Fustum Fawzan Adima, you you really were successful. You really reached that high rank, a great rank that like no one else can really reach. And we say, Ya We wish that we were also with you, so that we are also felicitous. We reach that felicity, we reach that saada, we reach that high rank as well. These were people that Imam Ali السلام, on his way to Safin or on his way back from Safin when he's passing by that land, he says, That this is the resting place of those writers. Of, and it is the the burial place and the place where they will fall and lay of who? Of Ushakin Shuhada. Martyrs that are in love. They were Ashik. Like you never you, this word has not been used in the Quran ever. Ishq. Hub has been used. And so the reason they say why Ishq isn't used is because it's such a passionate love. Sometimes to a fault even. And so it's not maybe the best way to describe one's love of God or God's love towards others. And so hub is used in the Quran. You don't find this word being used too much. But here an exception is made. These companions of Abu Abdullah Hussein were really in love, in a burning, passionate love that it allowed them to do what they did. Or else you can't, you can't be on the side of Imam Hussein al-Ashura unless you have such a love. You can't be outnumbered in that way, hungry, thirsty, tired, and do what you do if you don't have such a love. So these individuals were like chosen as if. So the Imam, he says, this is a place where they will fall. They will rest and lie. 
Who are they? Ushakin Shuhada. La yasbiquhum man qablahum. Those who came before them will never fall ahead of them. And those who came, who will come after them, la yalhaquhum, will never reach them. In other words, these are different people. This is a famous story. This is a famous story that uh, probably some of you have heard that Imam Ali, he said these lines when he was passing by on his way to Safin or back. I'm not, uh, I don't remember um, exactly which one it is, but on the way to Safin or back, they say he was passing by that land of Karbala, and this is what he said about those individuals. They settled in your garden, these Ushak, these Shuhada. You know what it reminds me of, brothers and sisters? And yeah, I'm getting a little poetic here myself, I understand. <laughs> but what can you say really? It reminds me of, or it reminds one of, you know, when we're, when you're sitting in the majlis of Imam Hussein alayhi salam, and you are deep into and engulfed in the mus musibah of Imam Hussein alayhi salam, and you have entered that state of mourning, you are shedding those tears, the connection has been made, the heart has been touched and has and is broken. That moment, you feel like you are in a paradise. You feel like you are in Jannatul Hussein alayhi salam. So when here it says, These individuals, they are in that Jannah as if they have settled in that garden, in that paradise of Imam Hussein alayhi salam. And so, if we weren't there to be part of all of this, the least we can do is recite those lines that we have in the ziyarat. Ya laytana kunna ma'akum fanafuza thawzan azima. We wish that at least we were with you. That's the most we can do. At least wish something like this. So that maybe Allah will bless us in one way or another as a result of our inclination to have at least been with you. But as I said, brothers and sisters, these were very, very special individuals. What we need to do is, and we find this in our majalis, we found this, we find this in the lectures that are delivered in these majalis of Imam Hussain where speakers speakers will speak about the companions of the Imam and how their lives were and their their what their struggles might have been in um, joining the camp of Imam Hussain These were normal people, normal people who made the right decision at the right time. The, what we can take away from it all is that. If I'm going to live a life that sometimes, you know, I sin in, sometimes I make mistakes in, let me be as truthful as I can to the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let me be at least aware of the tests that are coming my, my way. So when the bigger tests come, I am ready to inshallah make the right decision. But if you really want a guarantee, inshallah, inshallah, and I, you know, I use this word cautiously, guarantee of making the right decisions when those big tests come, brothers and sisters, I just want to say that our greats have told us then make the right decisions when the small tests come your way. The more the small tests, the everyday wajib and haram that we deal with, the more we make the right decisions when those come our way, the readier we will be insha'Allah ta'ala when those big tests come. Just like the companions of Imam Hussain when that big test came, since they had tried at least to be truthful uh, throughout their lives to the cause of Allah, they had tried maybe to do their best when the time came it wasn't an easy decision at least for some of them but they made that decision they bit the bullet they hung in there and now they've reached a point where we speak of them this highly and we wish that we were in their shoes or at least alongside them walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh <laughs> Oh,
وعلى أولاد الحسين وعلى أصحاب الحسين